So, who am I? I go by the name of Tornado. I speak on all things centered around faith-based healing from abuse-related traumas to show you the promise and provision that God has for my life, your life, to show that there's more than just existing from day to day, going through the, I call them the Eeyore, oh, I'm okay motions, to live in life to the fullest potential. That's what we talk about over here. Um, so tonight, interesting lesson. Um, walk it out. Get to it. Step, step, step. Chop, chop. You know, you ever had somebody tell you that? Chop, chop. Time's a wasting. So tonight, we're going to come out of Deuteronomy 1, 2, and 3. We're going to be kind of jumping. We're going to be kind of all through Deuteronomy. So, you know, if you um, have your swords, as I call them, and want to follow along, hey, Sandra, glad to see you. Hope you had a blessed day. Um, and I'll take a look at that video once I get off that you sent me. I did see it. Um, and I'll take a look at it. Facebook, welcome aboard now. Um, we're coming out of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy tonight. That's like a tongue twister. Um, this one, of course, I'm excited to talk about it, you know, and most of the time I'm giving myself a reminder of pep talk. And, you know, and for those of you, let me just say thank you real quick, you know, for those that message and say, man, that's, you know, I thought about something you said the other day or um, I'm having, you know, a much better day at work. You know, I love getting that response and those feedback, you know, and that type of feedback. I say, you know, reach one, bless one. That's all it takes and pay it forward, right? So let's um, look at Deuteronomy 1, and let's start at 2 here. So verse 2 starts out, It is 11 days' journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Now it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him as commandments to them. So you may say, well, Torah, where are you going to go with this? You know what, always in tornado fashion, I'm going to put a little spin on it. We're going to take this thing somewhere. So first of all, in that passage, Moses is talking to the second generation. You know, because they've been wandering around, you know, and they say, basically is saying what should have taken 11 days. You guys are familiar with the story, you know, especially, I know Karen is, you know, Melissa is. I bet my sister Shay even know this one. You know, they wandered around for what should have taken 11 days for 40 years, right? So, so most of the people that Moses originally let out, they've already died off. So it's like, you know, Moses is 120 at this point. So Deuteronomy starts out, it's, it's like Moses. This is his last grandstand, his last sweet song that he's telling the people. So he's talking to like almost that second generation. And the term Deutero itself means second. So Deuteronomy is like the second law. Like, uh, um, I don't want to say a revision, but, you know, Moses is going over the law again saying, look, I'm getting ready to check out of here. Let me run this to you again. You know, so he's talking to that, you know, that second generation. You know, their parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, they're long gone. They didn't make it through because they wandered and wandered. Hey, Amanda, glad to see you. Um, you know, so Moses at 120, he's like, I'm about to check out. Y'all been wandering and wandering and wandering around this mountain. It's time to move. It's time to step. He's trying to keep them from repeating the mistakes of the past, saying it's time to come on out of here. You know, 11 days turned into 40 years of wandering. All the predecessors, all the people before that, most of them are gone. You know, and so they're just stuck, you know, just going in circles, can't get out of there. So I can't even imagine, you know, 
saying, okay, I'm going to leave here today. I'm supposed to get somewhere in 11 days, but it takes me 40 years to get there. 40 years. And, and you just keep going. It's like Groundhog Day repeating itself over and over and over. You know, just run that mental picture through your head like, man, 40 years if I'm just making that same circle and like, I'm not getting anywhere. And then you come to find out when you come out, they're like, well, the shit only took you 11 days. You know, that's got to be like, wow, really? You know, when you sit back and say, where did my life go? That really had to be a man, where did my life go moment, right? So they're stuck wandering, you know, around that mountain. So, so it, uh, always I pose a question and say, what has us feeling stuck? You know, and, and I specifically put feeling stuck because... Unless you're physically glued down, if you're sitting there in super glue, you know, dial, you know, yell out, dial 911, you know, push the little life alert button, get somebody to come and help you. Because unless you're physically glued down, bound down, unable to move, you're feeling stuck. It requires putting one foot in front of the other. As I said a few weeks ago, put, you know, putting wisdom in action. It requires movement, you know, on our part to get going. We can't just sit there and say, oh, I'm stuck. No, you're not stuck. You're feeling like you're stuck. So what you need to put into perspective is, man, I'm tired of wandering around this mountain. I had this dream, this goal set many, many years back. But here I am repeating, you know, the same thing over and over. So then, you know, it makes me pose the question and say, you know, what causes us to get stuck. You know, what gives us that feeling of being stuck? Most often, a fear of failure. And as I was putting this together, I thought about when um, I was in that phase, you know, most of you guys know I'm a um, jack of all trades, you know, because while I was in that running process from dealing with, you know, not wanting to deal, do everything but deal with the healing um, that I needed, you know, so I learned how to do all sorts of different things, right? So, and, and at one point, I decided, you know what? I think this month I want to be a personal trainer. So during the during that time, I said, "Okay, man, what's the um, what's the top three, right?" And some of you may have heard this story before. Um, and of course, Facebook's over here clowning it. They never act right. Um, so we'll see if we can pick them back up real quick. But if not, I'm just gonna have to leave them and roll on, and they'll have to come over to Periscope, right? They have to come meet us where we are, right, guys? Let's see if I can get them back real quick. All right, we'll see if they connect back. So, you know, I decided, okay, well, this first one, this one's a hard one. So I'm going to go for that second one, right? So I got all the material. I started studying, 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 studying this thing, man. I knew I learned about bones, you know, that we didn't have, stuff inside the ears. You know, and you may have heard me say before, you may as well go into nursing school, doctor school or something, because by the time you get done, people think it's just about telling people one rep, two rep. I know I was trying to share out, but it... It's yeah, it's it's doing its own thing. So Facebook, you got two parts over there. Um, nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Cock the Zuckerberg. But so you know, by the time I got done, you know, with all of this studying and everything, I'm like, okay, I'm finally ready to take the exam, right? You know, so a little nervous. So I go ahead and I take it. And at the time, I was like, well, or, you know, how are we gonna know if we pass this? The guy said, well, should take about a week or so. He said, but I tell you this. He said, if you receive a big envelope in the mail, start celebrating. 
if you open the mailbox and you see something that looks like a check, you know how when uh, like the government or somebody sends you a check and it has that perforation around it, he said, that's what it's going to look like, right? So every day after the exam, I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. Well, about a mm, week and a half, two weeks or so, open the mailbox. What do I see in there? Something that looks like a check. I closed the mailbox, guys. Tears started streaming down my face because I already knew what it was. I knew I'd failed. I knew it. So, um, you know, the person that I was dating at the time, they're like, well, maybe, you know, let me just open it up. And I'm like, no, I already know I failed. I already know I failed. Open it up. Yeah, I failed. So they were telling me, okay, you can retake it this time. Um, so I'm, you know, at that point, I'm like, man, I studied that hard and I didn't pass it. So I went ahead and I said, well, let me call and see about the retake. So when I called the guy, he said, well, you'll be glad to know, though. He said, you, you, out of, um, you still scored the top three in the Midwest region, even though you failed. Man, I'm like, I still failed it though. I, I picked up. I started trying to study again. I got stuck. No matter how much I studied, I'd reschedule the retake. I wouldn't go. You know, each time, you have a certain amount of, you know, time. And then it started out, it was like $50 for the retake. $75, $150. So I'm steady losing money with each rescheduled retake that I didn't show up for. But long story short... I continued wandering, moved on to the next thing. Oh, I'm done with personal training. And all I can do today is wonder, hmm, I wonder if I wouldn't have been stuck in that fear of failure if I passed it. All I can do is wonder because I'm telling you now, I'm not, uh-uh. That phase has gone, long gone on. But that fear, hey, welcome, Jason. Glad to see you. That fear of failure set in, and I got stuck just wandering around, wandering around, you know, just steady adding on things. Okay, well, let me try this. Well, if I fail at this, let me try this, you know, and not wanting to go back. You can relate, you know, because that fear came in. It's like, man, man, you know, and I ain't even going to try and count up. Hey, Jason, glad to see you. You know how much money I lost not showing up for those retakes, you know, and bless the guy. He really tried to uplift my spirits by saying, well, even though you failed, you still scored, you know, the uh, in the top three um, out of the Midwest. But, you know, that wasn't, a, it was still a failure to me and I was just done with it. And also, as I was putting this together today, um, you know, I had the little calendar with the little quotes on it. And this one came up for today. Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. The quote by Babe Ruth. And I'm like, man, that goes perfect, you know, um, you know, with today's lesson. At some point you strike out, but you keep swinging. You keep going. You don't get stuck. You know, the way they got stuck out there in that wilderness just wandering. You have to take one foot, put it in front of the other. Your legs might be shaking. You might be a little wobbly, but move forward. Don't be left wondering, man, what would have happened? You know, you're sitting there. In your old age with all these thoughts, man, I wonder what would have happened if I would have wrote that book. I wonder what would have happened if I'd have started pushing that go live button and sharing my story. I wonder what would have happened if I'd have just stepped out on faith and just truly believed. I wonder what would have happened. But instead, you wandered around aimlessly your whole life and didn't step out. Let's not do that, right? Because we know failure, disappointment, hurt. Those are the things that can get us just stuck, you know, in the mud, just spinning our wheels, right? Um, 
We look at now, okay, we're coming up on June. We're almost at that halfway point for 2018. You know, a lot of the time, you know, the business people, uh, you know, any of us that have a business, we know we started looking, okay, we're coming up on that first quarter. Is my money lining up right? How's everything looking? So then now we're coming up in the middle. So think back to everything that you sat on December 31st of 2017 and said, okay, it's 2018, eight. The year, the new beginnings. What, where's the list? What did you set? What are you stuck wondering since December 31st, 2017 that you haven't taken action on yet? What are you still wandering around not doing? You're sitting there wondering, well, what if I would start today? Well, I wonder what would happen. Stop wandering. Put it into action. One foot in front of the other. Small steps. List it out. Taking action each day towards what you're trying to accomplish, right? So then, you know, as we said, that was Moses' you know, last stand. Uh, telling them, don't get stuck here like your parents, you know, move, get unstuck, you know, and so he's like, you know, what's the next step? And he's telling them, God has a land for you, a promise for you, the same thing that was promised to the people that died off, what should have taken them 11 days because they wandered hard-headed, uh, you know, instead for 40 years. So then we pop down to Deuteronomy 1. 8 through 11 real quick. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. And I spoke to you at the time, saying, I am not able to bear you. The Lord your God has multiplied you, and here you are today as the stars of heaven in multitude. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he promised. So he promised it to them. And so Moses in that last stand at 120, you know, his voice was probably feeble. He's like, y'all, please, please, it's waiting for you. You just got to go and get it. You got to take some action. Please don't continue to wander around this mountain any longer. You know, come on, get moving, right? Thank you so much for the super hearts. You know, I love those, right? Um, so I asked, how much longer through 2018 are you going to continue to wander and feel stuck? Like I said, if you aren't physically glued down, tied down, tied up somewhere, and if you are, you know, like I said, push your life alert, yell, start scratching, do something so somebody can come get you up out of there, you know. But if you're somewhere under the sound of my voice, you're probably feeling stuck. You're not stuck. You know, and if you're feeling like, man, I really need help, but, you know, for some reason that insecurity or the fear of reaching out and saying, I need help. I really want to build my website, but I don't know how to do it. There's plenty of people out there that will, are willing to help. Some will even say, you know what? I love I love helping. Let me just help get you started. Some, you know, may charge you an arm and a leg. Some might charge you in about the middle. But the point is, there is help out there to get things done so you don't stay feeling stuck. It requires action on my part and action on your part, you know? You can sit and wish and wonder all day, hold up both hands and see which one fill up first. Y'all know how to fill in that saying, right? You're a witness male. You know, so, you know, attain all that God has for you spiritually, generationally, professionally, economically, in marriage, in life in general. You know, you hear people say, well, man, 
you know, my mama always had the dream, you know, to do this, and, you know, she never accomplished, accomplished it. Be the one in your generation. You know, as I talked about, um, what was it, Wednesday night, I believe, or Tuesday night, when people say generational curses. A lot of the times, it's just a generation of bad decision, a generation of lack of action, lack of movement. It's easier to sit and hope, wish, and wonder than it is to step out and say, you know what, I want to do something different, because that fear of, oh, what are they going to say about me if I start doing something different? Well, what are they going to say if I start reading books all of a sudden? But what are they going to say if you don't? They go, the same thing. Look at you now. I thought you said you wanted to do this. You know, so it's kind of like a, which one? Which one do you want to do? You know, like they say, people going to talk. So let them talk. So once you give them something good to be like, do y'all know that she finally got up and she really went back to school? Can you believe after all these years? You know, and there was a wonderful thing on Steve Harvey with his mama five. I believe it was a mama five. Was it Shay? Um, went back, did the, uh, did the bachelor's. Then went and got her law degree. Oh, my God. It was just the most. I ended my night with it a few nights ago. It was one of the most inspiring things. You can break those generational curses. The promises that were there, that were passed down, that maybe mom, dad, uncle, aunts, cousins didn't act on. Those promises are still waiting for you. Wasn't that inspirational, Mel? I loved that video. Ended the night with that one. So then let's pop over so we can um, start working towards closing this thing up. Let's look at Joshua 1, 1 through 4 real quick. And, and he starts out, you know, saying, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. You know, Joshua, he was riding with Moses. You know, he was right behind him. He's like, I got you. You know, don't, he probably told him, don't kick that rock. We're going to be in trouble, you know, if you kick the rock. But we know Moses went ahead and got mad and kicked the rock anyway, right? Moses, you know, so then it says, Moses, my servant is dead. I'm going to read it again. Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Let's go back to number two. Moses, my servant, is dead. You may say, Tor, why do you keep repeating that? Because Moses was dead. He was telling Joshua, and, and he wasn't saying it. God wasn't saying it as a declaration. They all knew because he even gave them a time and said, okay, y'all got 30 days to grieve this thing. I know y'all love Brother Moses, but he got old. You know, he walked y'all around. You know, he did all this stuff, but he gone now. Y'all got to let it go. You, you got to let him go. Get your grieving out the way. So, you know, God is, you know, telling Joshua this more as a declaration, um, not for information, but for separation clarification. Clear, making it clear to Joshua saying, time to separate. You got to let this go. It's time for you to carry on. You can't continue to keep these people here stuck. It's time for you to get one foot in front of the other and move on. Hey, Raina, glad to see you. That's why, you know, that, that's an important and it's easy he was resurrected soon after, though. Right, Karen? You, and so it's easy to look over that part. Moses, my servant, is dead. God wasn't telling him because they knew. They knew. 
He's telling Joshua, look, I need you to come through this, man. This is what I need you to do. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give you add, just as I said to Moses. So the same way there's territory that your feet, the same way that my feet are meant to tread upon. But if we stay stuck in that same spot, if we let fear keep holding us down, self-doubt, shame, blame, guilt, all the things that we like to crutch on to, you know, uh, you just walk around with them. You know, people are like, why are you limping? Oh, I'm, I'm just, my, you know, I'm, oh, I'm still carrying all of this. My back hurt. You know, I'm just carrying all of this stress with me, all of this fear. We use it as crutches you, and they just become excuses. It's like, you know, a little kid, when they start out with a, you know, they get a cut and, you know, and it's really hurting them. But then you notice they seem like they're walking real good. They may say, hey, welcome. Hey, Erica, glad to see you. You know, and you don't say nothing about it for the first few days. But then you notice they running around playing, they going. But then as soon as you say, oh, I see your leg is feeling better. So you think you come help me clean up the yard? What the kids start doing? Oh, oh, my leg. Oh, my leg. Now, they was just fine before that. Wasn't nothing hurting. The same thing. People are coming along. Oh, right. They start limping and oh. Uh-uh, your leg just fine. You're using that excuse. You're using it as a crush. So as adults, what do we do? People come, oh, I see you feeling a lot better. So do you want to come on out and start taking those classes with me that we talk? You know what? <clears throat> I'm not feeling so good today. We start using things as crutches, as excuses. Hey, welcome, strong fight. Glad to see you. Um, you know, and God has commanded, you know, if we look at Joshua 1, if we go over to 8 and 9, we start at 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So he's saying, you got the strength. You got the courage. No fear. Don't be dismayed. Don't let people put unnecessary distress on you. You know, because people will get in your head and start telling, I, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, my uncle tried that and that did not fail. I really don't think you should start that nonprofit. Well, I see so many people online doing ministry right now. The I really don't think you should do, I really don't think you should start another ministry. The devil is a lie and ain't nobody going to be mad but the devil. You do what? Your purpose to do what God has put on your heart because he's saying, you know, just like he told the people, the land is there. You just have to set foot onto it, right? The same way, you know, so what's required for something new? You got to let go of something old. You may love that old beat up ride, but when God says today is your blessing, it's time. Hey, Cree, it's time. Hey, Lachey, it's time to go get you a new blessing. So you roll up to go get that new car, but they say, you know what? I want that old one. And if you give me that old one, I'm going to give you 5000 and I'm going to give you this. We'll even throw in some car seats in this one. You got to make a trade in. You got to let something go in order to get something new, right? Same way with a new relationship. You know, if you go into that new one, but you're still going back trying to peek and sneak and see what's going on with your ex, you ain't going to never be able to move on. And then you're saying, man, this relationship ain't working out like I thought. Well, you know what? You got to let go. You got to let go of that past. How many times have you yourself 
or known somebody, girl, can you go on my ex Facebook and see what they're doing? See if any pictures up there. And you trying to sneak and you asking somebody, can anybody tell if you've been on their Facebook page or not? Let me know what he's saying over there. Girl, let me know what she's saying. Have you have you done that? Or have you known anybody that's went through that, you know, through that right there? Stuck. Won't let stuff go. You know, that relationship's done and gone. Facebook stalking. Instagram stalking. Creating, creating 50,000. The old me, yep. Erica can admit to it. She threw her hand up. Yep, I've done it. Praise God. Praise God for admittance. Um, you know, the Facebook stalking. Instagram stalking. You got a notebook of 50 million fake accounts where you done accreted. Uh, Lachey, she threw her hand up. Amen, church. Come on now. That's what I said last night. That's the first step. Admitting to it, saying, right? Yes, I know too many folk. Right. Let me see what they're doing. And what's the first thing that happens? Soon as you see something that you expect not to see, because we know expectation sets us up for failure every time, right? It's just you already know when you start expecting something's gonna go left, and especially if you don't let will go the way that it's supposed to go, right? So you have to let it go. Stop wandering back into that wilderness. How many times they play it over and over in movies? When you're sitting there. And you see the girl, I'm just going to go back and look one more time. What happens every time that person in the movie turns around when everybody else is running this way, that one person, I'm going to go back and look one more time. What happens every time? They fall down and then bam, boom, they're gone. Quit looking back. Quit being nosy. Leave that alone. Let it go. I'm telling you. Let's look at Isaiah 43:19 real quick. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? Will you not give heed to it? He's trying to do. God's trying to do a new thing steadily in us. But we're steady trying to turn around. You know, it's like, you know, just say, God's right here in front. Right here in front of me. But I have to turn around and turn my back on him to look back here to see what my ex is doing. To look back here at my old job. Let me go see what they're doing in my old job. Maybe they miss me. You know, you got to turn your back on him in order to look back when he's in front saying, follow me. Come on. It's a land over here. Your ancestors didn't take part of it, but it's promised for you. Come on. Come on. Get what you got waiting for you. Quit looking back because you always have to turn your back on him in order to look back and see what's going on. Right? So, you know, again, I pose the question, what have you been wandering around? What mountain for 40 years, two years? Five years. Like I said, we about midway through 2018. Are we going to look up at the end? Now I got glitter all over me. Look up at the end and be like, man, it's 2019. Let me transfer all these goals on over into 2019. See if I can tackle some of them. Maybe I'll finally be able to quit wandering around on this same mountain. You know, limiting beliefs. They can keep us stuck on a mountain. Limiting beliefs hold us hostage. You got people saying you're not smart. You're not pretty enough. You don't deserve it. Well, everything I try and start, it just goes bad anyway. Oh, I don't deserve it anyway. You know, somebody else out there needs it worse than I do. Well, ain't no need to bother. What difference does it make? Well, never going to be happy anyway. If you keep feeding yourself this, the same way if you sit, feed yourself fast food day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out, you're just killing yourself. If you're not getting any nourishment, there's a good promise in Isaiah 40, 31. I'll see if I can pull it here real quick, Karen. Um, 
So, you know, if you keep feeding yourself that kind of stuff. So if you keep feeding yourself, um, you know, with limiting beliefs, that's the same thing. You start to pick up on it. And then you look up, you've been hoping and wondering, and another 10 years have passed you by, and you're still sitting there wondering, man, how could my life have been a lot different than it is right now if I quit wondering instead of sitting here wondering? You said 40 and 31, Karen. Y'all, must see, I got that boy flipping and talking at the same time, went right to it. Believe that's what you said, 40 and 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, I love that one, Karen. I love that one. See, I got my warriors up in here tonight. Hey, Sarah. You know, so we got to come out of those limiting beliefs. You know, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases the strength. We just got to have the faith. As I said, we got to quit turning our back on him when he's in front of us saying, come on, follow me. Hey, brother Ben, glad to see you. And we got to quit looking back saying, hey, what's back there? You know, maybe I left some. If you left it, don't go back. Leave it back there. You know, and with the ex, that's one of the, you know, when we checking on the exes. Well, let me, let me just call real quick and tell them, um, did I leave my shoes in the closet? I think I left maybe one of my purses or something. You know, trying to find an excuse to see what's going on back in the past over there, right? You know, and, and we know our God, you know what I'm talking about, running? They're trying to come up with everything. I wonder what can I say that I left. You know what? I had bought some mustard and I left it in the refrigerator and I really need that mustard right now because I don't get paid again until uh, another three weeks and I need that mustard. So um, if you got somebody else over there, uh, I don't want her using my mustard, so I'm coming to get my mustard. Now you're just trying to go up in the house and be nosy and see what's going on, right? And then be funny when you pull up and you drive out and that mustard come throwing out the door. It'd be sitting out there on the curb. You can't even get in to see what's going on in there anyway, right? So... Let's bring this thing to a close. God is a God of second chances. We know that. We know that. And if we look, Jacob, pathological deceiver. You can look at Genesis 25, 27, and 30. Rachel, kleptomaniac. You can look at Genesis 31, 19. Reuben, who, you know, was the first pride of Jacob, slept with the father's concubine, Genesis 35, 21. Moses, we had a long list for Moses, murder, anger problem, but, you know, he was a humble man, though. Um, you know, many different verses you can go through and see what Moses went through, but we know when people start relating, you know, to the word, Moses always going to come up. They're always going to talk about Moses. So he is the God of second chances, no matter what faults, what fears, what weaknesses we have. Eli, who ruled over Israel, you know, uh, and capable of... Um, Father, who lost his sons to immorality and to an untimely death. First Samuel 2 and 4. Check it out. You know, Saul. You know, Saul, bless his heart. Psychotic, manic burst. You know, anger, depression, traces of paranoia. You know, so you can look at that. First Samuel 16, 18, 19, and 31. You know, if you want to go back and check the receipts. David. The friend of God concealed his adultery with murder. Second Samuel 11. Check it out. The receipts are there. You know, so even if you look at it and say, man, but I've done so much. I've been through so much. He is a God of second chances. David murdered an adulterer, but man after God's own heart. Exactly. He's a great God. He's a gracious God. A God of second chances. So don't sit there and continue to be stuck in those things. You know, look back. 
at the prophets, you know, even as they spoke for God, they struggled with impurity, depression, unfaithfulness, you know, to spouses, broken families, you know, Sam, uh, Samson, everybody knows Sam, Samson was all over the place, you know, him and his hair, you know, just rolling like, oh, Samson, I love your hair, you know, bless his heart, he ended up taking his own life, you know, up under the thing, he was like, I'm out, I'm out, you know, and I, and I love reading that story of Samson, especially when they get into about how he tied the tails of the foxes together, and they ran around and just burn up everything, you know, but Samson, as my grandma would say, he was a booga-wooga boy, he got in, he got himself into some stuff, so how do we begin to let go of the path, to, of the past, to finally move off of that 40-year track that we've been on, we, we, we become present in the now, keep moving forward, one foot in front of the other. And, and as I said, you know, a few weeks back, start taking those, um, Paul used to persecute Christians. Look at God. Exactly. I believe he was on the list. I might have skipped over uh, that one. Because I'm telling you, I do my homework when I come and talk to y'all. Boy, I gotta, almost need a new notebook here. This one's almost full. But, um... So many examples that we can pull from when, when the limit, limiting beliefs, he let Delilah trick him into get right. Oh boy, we know how that one went. I might have to put some lessons together on that one. That would be good to see what kind of, um, what kind of tornado spin, um, I could put on that one talking about Samson and Delilah and go through that whole book. I might tackle that. We'll see what God says about it. Um, so that's how we do it, you know. And remember, don't turn your back. He's saying there's a land. That's promised. It's there, but it requires us to take action. We just can't sit and hope and wish and want. We can continue to pray. We can keep the faith, but it does take action on our part to move forward. And as I always say, I hope you guys have found something spiritually enlightening. Maybe, you know, for those of you um, that aren't up in this book the way that I am in and out of it, um, and, and my sister Melissa, she got me a new one. I'm hooked on that Thompson chain one now. So it's really like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You know, and I just get so excited. I'm like, does anybody else get excited about this? Because everything, you know, if you put it into the perspective of present day life and saying, man, I can relate to what, you know, Daniel was going through. I can relate to what Saul was going through. Man, I can relate to what Moses was going through, you know, man, but I'm not going to stay stuck. I'm not going to keep wandering around. And so as I always end every single broadcast, until next time, which will be 8 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. Remember, one foot in front of the other. Walk good. Do good. Be good. All right? I love y'all. I really do. Tornado, I'm out of here.